Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, Will Wilson, you are the founder and CEO of Bloom Intelligence and the Captivize Group. Now, you do some pretty cool stuff. And we were talking before uh, the, the interview here. Uh, and so uh, there are a couple of things that, that you do, and then I'll just kind of tee you up to kind of explain this. Uh, but number one is you provide on-campus advertising. So access to a population that... Um, pretty valuable and you would think that would be kind of difficult to reach in terms of on campus. You don't normally think that you can uh, run billboards on a college campus, but you've figured out some ways to do that. So that's number one. We're going to talk about that. And number two is that you work with businesses uh, and you provide Wi-Fi marketing and analytics tools. So, uh, and I'll have you explain a little bit about this, but basically uh, if a restaurant chain, for example, wants to offer free Wi-Fi, well, they could actually do things a little bit more intelligently than just setting up a router and, you know, writing the password on the wall and just, who knows what people are looking at? You've actually found some better ways that they can monetize that, um, maybe learn a little bit more about their customers uh, and become make, make that much more of a profitable uh, uh, venture to be able to offer that Wi-Fi. So, Will, if you wouldn't mind, like I'd love to start with uh, talking about, because that's the first, uh, so I believe that's the first company you started uh, to be able to advertise in what feels like closed environments. Yep. Um, so as kind of a background of my story, I, I started with uh, my partner, uh, Captivize Group, back in 2006. And it was actually out of my master's program at Florida State University for integrated marketing. Um, and as a backstory of everything that I've ever built, I've always built it based upon something that I needed. So what happened yeah. is... Uh, I was working my way through college uh, as a bartender. And every time I would go through that process, uh, the management team would always want me to become management. And I was always pushing back against it because why would I want to like get paid less, right, through that process? But I eventually came to a, a uh, solution and I basically said, I I'll still bartender, I'll still bartend. You can pay me less as a manager, but you need to give me the rights to throw events at your locations. And if it's a new event, I would take the entire door and uh, I would take a percentage of the bar. Plus I would pay for that event. So it would be zero out of your pocket. Now, if it was an existing event, I would just take the door and I'd pay for the event. So what I was doing at that point is I would go out and I would sell sponsorships to cover the cost of that event. And part of the sponsorships was really a marketing package I would put together where yeah. advertise on radio, TV. And one of the things I was doing is I was creating TV commercials then I would put those TV commercials up on the screens before the, these events for like two months. I started finding out my, my top level sponsors that were spending $3,000 a pop just really wanted to be up on those screens uh, at those locations before the event. Yeah. And to put this in perspective, I wasn't doing badly in college. I was doing very well for myself in college. And in fact, I could have stayed there for what, I'm, what I was doing. But so through the process, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just make a couple extra thousand dollars and put them up there and just do that every month? 
But then I thought I was thinking small and I decided, you know, why don't I go and put my own screens at these locations, create a network of these screens and so advertising across it. And that's how uh, Captivize Group uh, or Captivize Advertising was launched. That evolved over time to where we now expand it in the, you know, Wi-Fi, which I'll speak to in a little bit, how that happened, parking garage billboards, directional signage, map signage on these mm-hmm. campuses. We have long-term uh, deals with these campuses to monetize uh, assets or platforms that we can sell advertising across to really target in on that group. Um, so the transition to how Bloom Intelligence came about was a very similar process. Is advertising is really about reach frequency, the ability to target who you're targeting and engagement. And I needed a way to measure that. Um, and I was looking for ways because, you know, who are the people that are at these locations that are at on campus or at this gym or at this restaurant? How often are they coming there? How long are they staying? How long are they looking at these ads? Well, the thing that I discovered is Wi-Fi gave me the ability to capture a lot of that information. And at first, I, I was thinking, you know, let me go ahead and build out a, a solution for them that I'd provide to them that's of value. Uh, and in exchange for me doing that, they can pay me a small amount and I can sell advertising underneath it. Yeah. We still have that going on today within our captivized advertising. But as we started growing that business and we started getting through like statewide, um, we started realizing a lot of people that we were targeting the, these restaurant groups, they really wanted the platform itself, but they didn't want the advertising from outside partners underneath of it. Um, so that's when, you know, not to create brain confusion, we spun off Bloom Intelligence. Uh, roughly, I mean, we've been building the product for over six or seven years, but we yeah. spun it off independently yeah. within the last two to three years. And since that time, we've scaled to being an international national business uh, within Bloom Intelligence. Um, that, that's kind of my journey. And yeah. Would you like me to jump into what Bloom Intelligence is? Uh, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you specifically. And so what we're talking about is sort of your place of business, you offer Wi-Fi and beyond uh, just being able to, there's a couple of opportunities here. Number one, obviously when I, let's say you're a business owner, you got a brick and mortar business, you put up free Wi-Fi, connect to the Wi-Fi, you're going to see an ad when you connect. So there's an, uh, there's inventory there to monetize uh, yeah, in, and hopefully offset yeah, offset the cost of offering the Wi-Fi. Uh, and then you also, so a business can also take a look at Wi-Fi metrics and some analytics behind that. And so as a consumer guy, I'm particularly interested in that uh, because, you know, I, you know, I was just, for example, I was in Publix yesterday using Publix's Wi-Fi. And meanwhile, I'm looking up some things on Amazon when I'm shopping and, yeah. you know, they probably are aware that there's some activity going on and that's mm-hmm. probably helpful for them to know. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, so this is this is the beauty of today's world and the transition of technology in a lot of different ways, as long as you follow specific rules, I would say, is this is an analogy I like to give about Bloom Intelligence is think about what online companies do, digital marketers do. They understand when someone comes to their website, they understand what they're clicking on, what content they're interacting with ultimately what they're purchasing and they're going to need to log in so they capture your digital profile. So they're taking all this behavior data that they're collecting around you. They're building mm. a profile of not only that behavior data, but exactly who you are, names, email addresses, phone numbers, demographics, zip codes, birthdays, right? And then they're mm-hmm. using all this data to provide key performance indicators like Google Analytics for, for the website to understand how do you optimize a funnel. And then they're also remarketing to you and personalizing your experience, right? 
that exact same process we do in physical locations. So if, if you think about it, it, it kind of works in three steps. Is someone walks into a location. What most people don't understand is we are measuring customer behave, behavior, whether someone logs into Wi-Fi or not. Um, mm -hmm. We start collecting anonymous data at this point. So Josh, I would not know is you, but what I would know is that your device is there and how often it comes back and how long it stays and a lot more advanced algorithms that we provide key performance indicators around these businesses that they can see in their dashboard, which is called location analytics or presence analytics. Now, at some point, you go to log into Wi-Fi, right? And at that point, they, you see a custom Wi-Fi landing page that's professionally designed for you. But ultimately, this is where a customer opts in and we're able to capture their, either their entire digital profile all at once or over time, right? And then we're combining this with other sources of data, whether it's online data, social media data, we're even working on point of sales data now, and creating these deeper profiles, then that they're able to start able to remarket your customers based upon behavior. So once someone logs into your Wi-Fi once, they never have to log back in, and we right. can start remarketing them based upon their behavior because we know, because at that point, your device information is now tied to your digital profile once you opted in. And now we can start remarketing you with surveys, messages, or offers, and we can track everything down to the tangible ROI of every transaction. So we're taking the digital marketing understanding that people understood online, and now we're overlaying it to the physical location, giving those businesses the same ability. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's talk about specifically like what you could do with that data as a business owner. So let's say I'm BurgerFi and I, okay, so clearly someone's hopped back on my Wi-Fi and they're here pretty much every few days. What should yeah. I do with that information? So there's a lot of different things that you, you, you want to do with that information, right? You want to identify who your loyal customers are and if you want to start rewarding them based upon you know, their loyalty or more importantly, you know, if you start defining, for example, one of the things we do is we measure churn for physical locations, which for the, uh, your, your audience that doesn't know what churn is, it's the, it's the basic amount of customers you're gaining or losing over a period, right? Yeah. So simply attrition, customer attrition is customer loss, right? So we ran, running a machine learning algorithm that measures everyone's frequency distribution and starts predicting their next uh, visit. And when these go outside their normal distribution patterns, we're either hitting them or marking them as low, medium, high, or they they have churned and they're not coming back. Mm. So we've now set up a we can set up automated marketing campaigns to target the people that are likely to, to churn based upon our algorithm. And what we're seeing is we're saving up to thirty eight percent of the customers that we target that have churned, meaning they're not coming back. And from a marketer's perspective, it's much cheaper to save an existing customer yeah. to gain new one. Right. Yeah. You know, getting them in the door for the first time is like, you know, it's usually very expensive in order to get that. Um, but if you can, you know, get people to come back, you know, again, we want that that heavy users like coming back over and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we can get them, you know, if they're a fan and they like the experience. Boy, it'd be really great if we could get them sharing their experience, you know, posting on social media about how much they love BurgerFi or World of Beer or, you know, one of your other, I'm, I'm kind of handpicking some of your clients yeah. you work with right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's great. So think about it even in the terms of like, you, you leave a location and you can set up a connection trigger and imagine uh, there's two different things. Let's, let's talk about a scenario, right? is you notice that you can put a deal that says, you know, your normal customer frequency is, let's say, 1.6 times a month, right? That's your average customer frequency. 
And you were like, wow, I really wanted people to start coming two times a month. And mm-hmm. so what you can do as soon as they leave, and you can set it to be like hours or days afterwards, you can send them an offer and say, hey, uh, come back within two weeks and receive this. So then you're using this offer to shape customer behavior to increase their frequency, which uh, hopefully now allows you to expand revenue, right? Right. So right. when someone registers to use the, the, the Wi-Fi, they're sharing an email address. Is that right? More than emails, uh, emails, phone numbers. Oh, phone numbers, sure. They can text a an offer. If, if, if that's what they wanted to do, yes. Uh, but yes, and we're verifying those emails. So they're real emails. So that's one of the another benefit that we're doing is we're building our customers' databases seven to 15 times faster than they ever could do before compared to the old mm-hmm. fishbowl technique where they, you know, <laughs> name in here, let me manually enter this. Now we're, do, we're building entire customer profiles yeah, automatically and passively, and we're building in, in the databases into hundreds and thousands for these these multi-unit restaurants or these physical locations, and it's clean customer data, so you actually know who your customers are. Ninety-five percent of uh, large operating physical locations have no idea who the real customer base is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just do it based on small sample size data rather than yeah. based on large sample size data, and that's what we can bring to the table on that one side. Now, oh. on, on the other side of it. Let's imagine you did when someone leaves a location, you want to send them a survey and you want to say, how was your experience today? Right. So now you can start understanding, for example, how many people, if they're having a good experience or they're not having a good experience. But more importantly, if someone had a bad experience, you can react to it in real time or you can set up automatic feedback loops that say, "Okay, if someone gives me a star rating, let's say four stars or above. Then let me go ahead and ask them to, to rate you on Google or TripAdvisor, et cetera. And we give them the link to go out there and be able to do that. And yeah. now what are you doing? You're, you're putting good positive ratings out there that are driving people into your, your business or more or less new business, right? Um, or if it's a negative rating, let's go ahead and say, we're sorry about your bad experience today. Let's, you know, here's a free cookie on us to give us another try. They come back into the location and give you another try. Uh, and at that point, um, uh, after they leave, we can set up a follow-up survey and see if that experience has improved or not. So really creating this automatic feedback loop for you. And that's just like another mechanism. We also integrate with online advertising too. So you can set free marketing campaigns of anyone that's gone to your platform, uh, via Facebook or Google or LinkedIn, or even create lookalike uh, audiences, which is for if your audiences are not sure what lookalike is, that's just targeting people that are similar to the people that uh, went through our, our Wi-Fi. So that's new business. Ideas. So that's where it's interesting. And for the person who's listening to us, and, and, and we're all consumers as well, uh, and, and you might be thinking, gosh, this is a little bit <laughs> big brother-ish. I think we all know what's, uh, so when you sign in, there's an option or sometimes it's a check mark. You don't have to connect to the Wi-Fi, uh, but yeah. generally yeah. you want to be very upfront. It's like, listen, can we send you promotional offers? Yes. You know, Offer we, want people, we don't want to fool anybody or anything, but it's yeah. pretty clear to the consumer. And um, I love getting coupons. Uh, you know, and so, you know, I, I get them via text. I, I silence the notifications. I don't want to get, you know, uh, you know, alerts and stuff, like that, but I don't mind going into that text account or my email box and saying, Hey, I'll take a coupon from Subway or Burger Fire, or whatever it might be. 
Uh, and, um, you know, I don't mind if they're watching my behavior and uh, if they want to incentivize me to come into the door, go ahead, send me your best offer. <laughs> you know, I'll let you know based on, you know, my appetite, uh, whether or not that was a good fit. Yeah, and you can track it back. And the business actually can track this back to tangible ROI of someone walking back into their location. And actually, if they put in the per person average the ROI of that, or if they integrated the point of sales, the actual transactional value. So like, it's closing that gap in that. And I think in terms of customer privacy, and this is very important subject, customer privacy, is mm-hmm. one level, it's all anonymous information, meaning I have no idea who you are. This is just top line stats around you know how often you come back or not you aggregate of your customer base and advance out dwell time by hour which is actually measuring of anyone that comes in at a specific hour how long are they normally staying at your location compared maybe compared to your normal table turn time um that's all anonymous then you opt in at any point you can always opt out right so it's making sure that we follow that process and give customers the ability to understand what's happening with their data but it's like anything else have you stopped going to Amazon? Have no. Stopped shopping on Amazon? <laughs> not not like ever going to do. I can't see myself offers? ever doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you like that they send you personalized offers? Yeah, of course, because yeah. I'll take advantage yeah. of them. If it, if it doesn't, I just hit delete and say no, not for me. If you're taking a I, I, center, I, I agree. You're taking a cost center that was a traditionally cost center that you had to set up this Wi-Fi. You got zero anything from it, and we actually turn it into a revenue center for you. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you know it. it and my argument from a, you know, is because I'm a consumer expert and have been for 12 years. And my argument is, uh, is that do you want irrelevant offers uh, or do you want relevant offers? Yep. And if a business doesn't know who you are, then they're just going to send you stuff for like, you know, they're going to send you uh, offers for poise pads or something. It's like, I, I have no need for that. Why are you, yeah. why are you wasting my time with that kind of messaging? Instead, you know, I got a new puppy and I want you to know that because I really want special offers uh, or I want to learn about new products and services that I need. And yeah. so I think from a consumer standpoint, I, I'm, I'm in favor of, you know, a personalized experience and I don't mind me personally. I know some other people would argue, but I don't mind sharing that information because I want you to work with me, Mr. Business Owner, Mrs. Business Owner, to give me what I'm looking for. And you could tell based on whether I did it or not that that was a good fit for me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And it's, how do you create an automated way to do that? And when you when you start thinking about the other thing is how do I clean data? How am I verifying this information? How how I mean it, that's where if you're providing customer value, they don't mind giving you this clean data because they want the value that you're providing. And so yeah. that's that's a big thing for people in any business to think about when they're operating is what value am I actually creating here for my customers as as I set these systems up? Can I go ahead? Is this scalable? Right? Is it something that I can set in play and it works for me as I go on? And then you're going to see, and where the real exciting stuff in, in my mind is you're getting to the point where physical locations are able to pull data from every area that they possibly have a customer touch point. They can aggregate, aggregate it, analyze it, use that data to create a better customer experience for their customers, which creates expansion revenue. Um, I love it. It's, it, it really, the worlds are converging in how we work. Yeah. And it all needs to be customer value driven, right? Um, that's what I love about it. Awesome. So, Will Wilson, you are the founder and CEO of 
the founder and CEO of the Captivize Group, and that is on the web at Captive. It actually looks like Captive, yes, but it's Captive. Yeah. Uh, you, you share the E between the two words, so it's CaptiveEyes.com. Uh, and then as well, you're the founder and CEO of Bloom Intelligence, and that's on the web at bloomintelligence.com. You've got some great case studies. You've got a um, discover the, I, I, there's a report right here, discover the ROI of collecting customer profiles. So if you've enjoyed the person who's watching this conversation or listening to this conversation, if you've enjoyed some of the content that we're talking about, uh, then it looks like you have a great report there that people can learn a lot more about this. So, uh, Will, you're just down the road over in St. Pete. Thank yes. you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate everything. And thank you to you and your audience. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.